Welcome to the Understanding Projects podcast. My discussion today is with Matthew Black. Matthew has a great deal of experience in systems engineering and development in a variety of industries, including defense, aerospace, and financial services. He has combined agile tools with classical waterfall delivery methods so that what is delivered uses the best tools and processes to meet the needs of the business partners and clients. This then was the basis for our conversation. That is the environment where both agile and waterfall projects are practiced. We talk about how these two worlds may coexist and when it's necessary to bend some of the processes. We also talk about his being a self-proclaimed data guy and how being technically curious can help organize information effectively for the project. Here is my discussion with Matthew Black. So I understand that you have had experience in your past, both working on waterfall projects and agile projects, and you have some thoughts around how they can interact and how they, you know, complement each other. It's something that I think a lot of companies are trying to figure out is, is how do these two paradigms, uh, you know, or two methodologies, frameworks coexist, you know, mm-hmm. in an organization. So, you know, I just wanted to, to kick it off with that. So that how do you how do you view that question or, or how have you approached it in the past? Ah, that's a great question. Um, I find that I find that a lot of companies, as they're trying to take on agile methodologies like Scrum or or Kanban, those are the two I have experience with. Um, that they try to to make make that big change all at once. They they don't try and do it incrementally, and every time they try and do that change, they they take they tend to fail. Or I'll use Jira as an example. Um, they'll give Jira to their teams and say, great, you're agile now, and then find that it really doesn't work. So I found that, that there is a need to kind of blend agile, methodology, agile methodologies and waterfall for companies that are in that transition, or maybe that's just a better fit. Maybe they, 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 it, it's not worth their, their time and money to go completely agile. Maybe a hybrid model works. Um, and one, one advantage of that is that uh, people who are familiar with Waterfall don't completely feel alienated. And you know, it, eventually, if they, they learn to love agile methodologies like, like myself, maybe they'll make that uh, transition. But I find it's a great tool uh, for a company that's trying to transition or trying to figure out, is agile right for me? This mm-hmm. is a great baby step. Right. I, I, the, the comment that you made or the, the, that, you know, the way, the way we're going to implement agile is here's Jira is, is something that I find I've, I've found that over time of even, you know, um, people representing the broader project management as equal to MS project. And, and it, and it isn't, you know, it's not project management, the, the broader, the, the broader, uh, you know, overall uh, discipline is so much more than a software tool. If you boil it down to a software tool, it's, it's, you're just talking about a, an implementation of one aspect of it, you know, and the, usually the way I respond to that and say, um, it's usually in the context of, of learning project management. Well, it's an MS project, an MS project, course and I said well no it's more than that it's like that'd be like saying if you want to learn how to write uh, just just learn word and that'll make you a writer 
Well, no. <laughs> that'll, no. That'll, that'll teach you how to enter words into, you know, a system. That that's that's what that is. So so I so I I get that completely. So uh, um, okay. So so on that, you're saying you know you 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 the thoughts are there are organizations that they're either they're either on their way to moving from waterfall to agile, mm-hmm. or maybe they're just. The, the best solution for them is to have a hybrid, you know, a, a hybrid model of, of, you know, some agile stuff, but with some waterfall uh, techniques and so on. So how do you see that? How do you see that hybrid working? Like what's, what's your thoughts around that? Well, there's, there's two things you could have, there's the hybrid with the tools, right? So you're managing the project uh, in a hybrid way. Um, but then there's also, well, you might have aspects of the company that, that will remain waterfall. And maybe they'll have agile teams that offer software as a service um, that where you'll have a persistent teams that will maintain software that's in production, almost like um, operations. But uh, in this case, they would be developing new features and handing it off to operations. Uh, but my, my experience has been really with the, the truly a hybrid where you have business wanting it to be waterfall you have uh it wanting to be agile and then how do you how do you blend the two um but definitely just giving it a a tool and saying here now you're agile without recognizing the limitations or defining some run rules um is not successful uh so one of the things i that i i think it's atlassian has this great little quote that uh, says, only project managers read Gantt charts. Um, so that's what was one of their philosophies when they created JIRA. So the team, when you empower the team and they start using the tool, they learn how to use the tool and they start setting due dates and you start defining, uh, if, you're, if you're working Scrum and you have your, your sprints and the team starts recognizing how much work they can take on, they can almost create their own, own calendar. But that doesn't help the business when the business is trying to say, well, I need to know, I need to, I need a roadmap. I need, I'm trying to plan out features that haven't even made it into your spring yet that we're still talking about um, in business development. So on their side, they need some, like a Gantt chart, something a little more MS project-y, project-like. Um, so as a, as the scrum master, you almost need to have skills you need to have your waterfall pming skills but you also have to have your the ability to coach your 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 scrum team or if you're working in a kanban team um just the ability to 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 govern your kanban project but really let your team members um work on their own hopefully that 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 sort of answers your question a bit well so but how does that like what when the rubber meets the road you've got your your scrum or your kanban team that they are they are managing their their sprints you know if it's scrum uh and and so they're they're um you know two weeks at a time or three or whatever the side they're they're that's their their view is that long but you have the business you know whether it's whether it's the operations or you know a, a project that is that is uh, you know perhaps related to you know but is not not is not being run in in, in agile and they want to know like you said I, I want the Gantt chart you know I, I want to know where you 
are you going to be there on May 1st? You know, where, where will you have those features? Because I want to tell our customers about it and we need to, we need to tell them now, we need to start to tell them now, not, <laughs> you know, not April, you know, Twenty uh, first, we we need we need to tell them now. How do you like that? To me, seems the one of the tension points between the new the the the, the two methodologies. So so, what do you do in that case? What is what is the approach to 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 handling that? Or is that is that just like a there's just a lot of stuff going back and forth, you know, between the two camps, if if you will. Well, there's a lot of stuff going back and forth for sure, especially estimates, which you know if you're working in Scrum or Kanban in methodologies, you just kind of get rid of the estimates. You don't say, hey, to develop this whole feature, it's going to take me, you know, 100 days, plus or minus 10%, and here's all my my contingencies for my risks and stuff. That You're not supposed to do that if you're agile, but you end up doing something similar to that. So um, what you can do is you can still have your risk register and you can still have a high level plan which the business really needs but what you can do is you can take that high level plan and leverage a a tool like jira for example um and whether you're working scrum or kanban you can now take your high level plan and time box that into into sprints and use the tool just for time tracking capabilities so the team's not you ignore all the metrics, you ignore, ignore all the, the, the point, the story pointing, you don't bother doing that, or you repurpose it to estimate for days. Um, you don't worry about the metrics, you don't worry about moving stuff in and out of sprints, you simply use it to say, here's two weeks worth of activity, or you say, forget about two weeks, here's five weeks worth of activity, this sprint's going to last for five weeks, and here's everything we're going to do, and that lines up with the high level schedule. And then towards the end, as a, as a PM slash um, agile master because you could be using this for Kanban as well because again with Jira that the whether you're operating Kanban or Scrum you can use the tool you can use either aspects of the tool either purely Scrum purely Kanban or a hybrid and I can then run the tool and say how much work do we have left so I can generate that kind of percent complete that the business likes to see without the, the team having to sit through sprint reviews and say well I didn't finish this and let's talk to the program uh, or a product owner about pushing scope into the next sprint. You don't have to worry about any of that. Or Kanban, it's always continuous, right? So, um, but continuous is we're going to get it done when we get it done. Well, no, we're going to kind of try and time box your activities. And when you start missing some of these deadlines that we've defined with sprints of varying lengths, it doesn't always have to be the same length now. Um, you can you can get that percent complete. You can get that that progress that business likes to see with waterfall by leveraging the tool in a different way. Right. So you're saying you're you're kind of bending the, the methodology a little bit, right? Yes. Like you're 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 because of business need. Like if we, you know, if we if we were in a vacuum mm -hmm. and and we could say, okay, we're going to run this this process, you know, this agile processes and not you know quote worry like we'll 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 kind of let you like at the end of each sprint we'll say here we are this is shippable hooray mm -hmm. you know and then here we are this is shippable hooray that if you if you can do that without anyone asking the question if you if you could cut off the questions to say uh, if somebody said so when are we yeah, yeah you know no, we're not going to talk about that if, if you could control that it would be it would be perfect right you could just 
you do. But but the world being in it as it is, stakeholders will want to know. Yeah, but you know, kind of I want to. Can you give me a little bit of a high level picture here? So I I guess what I'm hearing from this is that you know if we if we could term agile as being a little more bottom up, you know, a little bit more. You know, each sprint we pick from the, the the product blog and so on, and 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 move move forward that way. You're sort of saying, and, and perhaps is what what you meant or what you're saying with the you know the Scrum Master having both you know Scrum knowledge and waterfall knowledge is to be able to sort of do the top down view to say, okay, this is going to be. I'm thinking we're going to have five sprints here. This is probably what we're going to do in each one. So a, a reasonable person would say you know, in five, five sprints times the duration at that point, we should be here. And that is, that is then the Gantt chart, you know, you could, you could view that as a Gantt chart, then each yeah. sprint is a, is a, is a, is a, you know, a bar on our Gantt chart. And, and as you're going, you'd be going, okay, we're not, we're moving a little behind, we're, we're a little slower than what I thought. We'll have to <laughs> message that out. That'll be a change then to our little Gantt chart. We'll start to push to the push to the right, which is, it's not the first project that would have ever happened in. So, right. It, it wouldn't be the first project. Yeah. Um, so is and, that sort of what you're saying or, 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 um, or, yeah, or, yeah. or, or a variation? No, that, that, that is sort of what I'm saying. It's, it's basically you can leverage these, these tools. So the team can be working away how they normally would be using a different tool to report, for example, Jira, and making sure that they put it, the ownership on them. You provide your status in the tool with these they, they take more, more ownership for that. And then as your PM scrum master, um, you put your hat on and say, okay, I can now pull that status and I can map that to my high level plan. So you're still doing this PM work where you're still doing estimating, which you shouldn't be doing if you're doing scrum or camp. And it's just, here's how much work we can typically get done. It, you'll, it'll be done on this date versus, oh, well, we need these features done in a month and a half regardless. Okay, well, I'm going to have to increase the size of my team. Right. So you kind of, you, you bend the rules. I like how you put that. You bend the rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, does this mean that the Scrum Master PM, which is, there's no such official role as far as I can say. Well, in the user's guides that you get for these things, but in real life, I'm sure they're all over the place. Um, did they, uh, oh, sorry, it just went out of my head. Um Oh shoot! I think I I think I lost I lost the 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 train of thought. So do they then need? Oh, I know. Do they then need to influence um, the content of the sprint? Like in in pure, just talking about Scrum for a moment. In in pure, um, you know, sort of the the Scrum canon. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the Scrum master doesn't say anything about what's in it. That's you know the 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 development team selects the items and so on. Does this, does the, does the scrum master PM need to put his or her thumb on the scale a little bit and say, you know, you really want to put this one in because I kind of told somebody about that. So is that part of the bending that's taking place? Yeah, a little bit as well. Um, as you know, with, with a scrum team, you have a ded dedicated product owner and they would then rank all the features and the team would, pull from the top of the backlog and say, okay, we're going to do the most important features first. And the product owner would reorganize the backlog before the sprint. And the team would say, yes, I can take on this work during the sprint. And you, know, you typically have a two week sprint up to, you know, four weeks as short as a week. Um, 
but and then you've delivered something at the end whether it's not to production but it could be here's a prototype and then you demonstrate that to to the uh the business you know in, in terms of in, in terms of this role so so over just to you know to, to, to back up for a moment so we, yeah. we have a we have a we have a, a an environment where you know the 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 agile team you know is aware of the waterfall world the waterfall world is is aware of the scrum world and mm-hmm. then they're, they're sort of staying in sync with each other there's somebody bridging the gap like i i know in in most yeah. in most things in business that i've been in there's somebody whose role is to be the the the, the interpreter the translator be, between between areas that's something that i used to do back in back in the day of of be the translator between the IT development team and the business. You know, I would speak both languages, and it, and it sounds like that's something that's a role here is somebody that who can speak waterfall, you know, yes. or or business and speak agile, you know. And I guess given that is, do you see animosity between the two groups? Like, do they get along, or is it or is it an uneasy tension? Um, I I think in theory it can get along. Um. But I think that the the problems the, the problems happen when you have one either side that hasn't fully bought into it. So if one side is, hey, we've been working for waterfall, I'm not convinced that anything agile is going to work. Or I gave a team a t- that Jira tool, for example, uh, months ago, and it's been more complicated than beneficial. So clearly, agile doesn't work. Right. Right. So as this person that's kind of bridging the role you've got your you know um you know scrum master hat on for example where you're advocating for um these methodologies in the company but when you're in that transition you're going to have people that are that are going to resist that and possibly drag their feet a little bit and and create uh, problems Great. um and it's not necessarily and it could be because they just don't agree with it but more often than not they just they're just confused and they might not right. want to admit it so there's definitely some some tensions so what do you see as what's what's a project that's you know obvious agile like like hands down why would you do it any differently what what would be your like what what's a typical project that you would say there's no reason you, you wouldn't do it agile well, any sort of pro, anything let's say uh, any sort of software app um, that requires continuous uh, maintenance but addition of new features so above operations hey we want to change this font we want to change how people land on the page we want to you know all these little increments that are really easy to do agile is a perfect fit for that now you can use agile to develop something from scratch absolutely um it's just a little more of a stretch for people that have not um or who are new to the the agile world right Right. oh what are we going to do in this two weeks we're delivering a piece of paper that's the prototype what is that um, the, the other, the other challenge is if you don't have a dedicated product owner, let's say you have a business sponsor who has 10 other projects that they're sponsoring, it's sometimes very hard to get their time. So you can't, so that, that could be a red flag and say, okay, right. well, I don't have that dedicated person. This is going to be really almost impossible to operate purely scrum. Cause I need you every two weeks. Uh, to tell me what's going into the, to prioritize things on an ongoing basis, hydrate the backlog, as well as be that kind of shield for the team. Like when people want new features, no, they're, eh, you know, put it, put it on my list. I'll prioritize it. And when you don't have that, it, 
you get a lot of people shoulder tapping and hey let's just change the scope real quick or or the sponsor just doesn't quite fully understand what's going on because they might they're just so busy they just kind of said yeah that sounds good without taking the time to really understand the implications of right. hey we're doing these five new features that means x whatever x happens to be i wanted to pick up on what you're saying sometimes a new completely new like blank page application might you, you said it's possible in agile might be a little difficult and i almost view that as it's, it's like if we you know if we use the metaphor of of a project was a was a was a an airplane or a jet the yeah. takeoff the, the the initial lift off the runway might more be more waterfall-ish just to get it just to get it going just yeah. to get like version, you know, ver version one or or the, the prototype of version one, just so it's off the ground and then the course corrections, then agile takes over. Yeah, yeah like don't don't worry about the, you know, how are you gonna story point things when you're still trying to figure out what you're gonna do? Um, right. but I think if you left it to just here's the business case and these people that are creating all the details and suddenly dump it into the lap of an agile team and say, There you go, make it. Yeah. Um, you're going to, there's going to be a disconnect there and there's going to be inefficiencies because they weren't part of that upfront, more waterfall decision-making progress. They won't have that history. So yeah. what's, what's the ops to that question? Then what, from your experience, what is the obvious waterfall that you'd say, you know, you could do it perhaps in agile, but I think the old project life cycle does just fine. Like what's your, what, what's the, what's the slam dunk there? Uh, okay, well, if you're going to have a team that's not persistent and you need to pull in a bunch of different people of different skill sets, let's say it's a year long and you need 10 different departments to work on it just at three or four, three or four weeks at a time. Okay, uh, that would tell me that, okay, maybe waterfalls a slightly better approach. Um, if you don't have, as I mentioned, a dedicated product owner or somebody who spends at least half their time. Uh, focused on your 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 team, uh, that's another red flag. Uh, maybe it's best just to do waterfall. Um, if you don't have, you know, one of the things that, that that Agile assumes is that everybody on your team has the same skill set, and that's you know, when are you going to have somebody who can design or soft from a software world design code and test? In fact, you shouldn't have somebody testing their own code. So that means that there needs to be somebody is always somebody else is always testing your stuff so but when are you all when are you going to have a team where everybody has the same skills that are 100 percent equal people are always going to have their strengths right so if you can't if you can't um get a team that's close or live with the fact that that you have developers and designers and then testers but you can't feed enough information or scope into the sprints to keep the developers busy and the testers busy because they're not working on the same things, then maybe yeah. you do want to have a, a waterfall style project. And I don't think there's anything wrong with waterfall. Um, I just think it's, it, it's, it's, uh, and I don't think we should get rid of it. I just think, you know, sometimes it's, it's a project should be waterfall. Sometimes it should be agile. And sometimes you might want to just want to get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and it, yeah. definitely the, uh, a lot of the physical types of projects and so on are, are like we're talking about the software industry for sure but there are <laughs> there are various the various other projects where you know um other factors are at work what do you like doing uh, at, at, 
would you do you do you enjoy more the scrum master role or the project manager role is there they're like in, in their in, in their pure senses let's say like what what because uh, those are the two which are probably most uh comparable i suppose they're not the same yeah which do you enjoy oh dave that is a tough question um i i really enjoy aspects of both um yeah. i'm a numbers guy so i really like not messing with the budget but calculating the budget and calculating risk and crunching the numbers and are we on budget are we on time like i i love generating those reports uh, i that that's me but what i really loved about agile especially if you're given the tools i love confluence i love jira um you know sharepoint you know being able to own those sites and and help guide the team say hey here's where we can put our information here's here's where here's how we're going to manage our our artifacts and our, our deliverables um i found i had maybe a little more power on the confluence side and or on the confluence side on the agile side and i had to come up with these kind of neat visual tools to use which you don't get the same opportunity on waterfall i mean you do have dashboards but um they're they're not uh, quite as fun as some of the new agile tools yeah Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and I and I have to agree with you. You're 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 a numbers guy. And what you had you refer to it as a data, a data guy. Was that the yeah? I just like crunching data and numbers and yeah, crunching numbers and so on. And just a, yeah. as an aside, you and I are in process as we speak, collaborating on a on a on a on an Excel based uh, tool for for managing projects for for students. And and uh, I've noticed a a, a, a really and, and you've mentioned a really uh, focus on on information and data and, and you know Excel wizardry as well. So I can I can affirm this completely. And I've also noticed um, you know with yourself a um, you know a, a desire to play with that type of stuff to try things out and to do it yourself. And it, it really struck me is I, I do think that is a key attribute of somebody that works well either either in either as a project manager or, or, a, or a scrum master as somebody that's willing to get in and, you know, get their, get their, um, uh, you know, get their fingers, you know, their hands dirty a little bit in terms of the, the, the raw data and that ability to say, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to play with this and see how this works. Uh, and then, then I can influence the team. I can provide them information, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I think that is a key act attribute of both of, of, of both types of roles. Yeah, I, it's funny you mentioned that because um, I found that I was learning the tools before the team members were. So I was I was showing the team how do you use the tool, how do you best use the tool, uh, trying to learn new features to make their team their their life easier. Because as a PM or a Scrum Master or somebody who's just running a Kanban uh, team, you that's one thing you can do for your team is remove the roadblocks, and it's so easy to say, hey, we can use this tool easier and here's how, and just teach them how to do it. Getting rid of that, that inefficiency, that's something that you could easily take on. And I think in this day and age with all these online tools, um, you know, for as a, as a project manager, I, I think all project managers should know SharePoint over, over MS Project per se, because um, setting up that uh, document 
repository? How are you going to manage your documents? How are you going to manage the information? How are we going to make sure yeah, as, a, as a project manager, having those sites or as a scrum master, having all that information created and knowing where to find it, you can validate that everything is being created and being delivered because ultimately you're accountable for that as a project manager or scrum master. Um, yeah. So. No, I, I agree that that and and that's what I'm I'm sort of you know that's what I'm detecting as well is is that that willingness to do that and not shy away <laughs> from it and not be willing to just take what the the, the software packages offer, you know for example, um, you know uh, just thinking about MS Project it it has reporting capabilities, but I've always found the stuff at reports is not useful like that in my in my estimation it, okay here's the budget report well i don't like that budget it looks ugly nobody would it wants to read that thing um and so that's where i think a key attribute of the pm slash scrum master you know with different tools is that willingness to say you know what i'm going to roll up my sleeves learn how to use this you, you learn how to manipulate data and and to and to structure it and do it and not a be limited by what jira or 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 microsoft tell you is what you're going to get and not also sort of say oh i better put a request into it to build me a report like you know i'm gonna this is, yeah. this is way, way too complicated so i'll just send it over and get in line you know get into the 251st place on their priority list in terms of 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 it being done but instead saying this isn't you know this isn't rocket science i can learn excel i can learn sharepoint and 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 do these types of things that allows you to be able to construct data to be able to do to provide uh, interesting information for stakeholders for your team and and i think that is a key and that's something that i recognized you know uh, in our interactions is that that is a key attribute. And I think it's an important attribute for, for, uh, you know, project managers and scrum masters. Well, well, one thing, and it's funny you mentioned that about Excel. One thing that I found I used a lot was, um, yeah, there's that looking, uh, keeping track of the budget, even on a scrum team. And you think, okay, you're not supposed to be a full-time team. You know how much it's going to cost, but what happens when you have vendor costs? What happens when you have subcontractor costs? They run some subcontractors run at different run rules as soon as you're over 40 hours. And hey, if they are running behind and we need to make up some time, it's time and a half. What happens when you're working in, if it's a different, uh, if it's, if it's, if it's a different time zone, um, you might have more holidays or maybe, maybe their weeks are, you have team members that have different hours in the work week. Um, you can set up your budget, but anytime there's overtime or you bought materials, you bought a service, um, you need to keep track of that like it's a detailed budget. So where does that go when you're Scrum? Who keeps track of that? I guess you could have an accounting team, but uh, what I found was, oh, Scrum Master, you, you have PM background, just uh, just keep track of this and report it, please. Right. Um, how, how much is our vendor cost going to be next month? And you end up creating a detailed budget, even though your core team might more or less be constant. Right knowing excel to be able to quickly calculate all that and do the what if scenarios for business is is important for the business as well especially if they're thinking about ramping up the size of the team or maybe ramping down because okay maybe we don't want to invest as much money how much are we going to uh 
how much are we going to um, spend by the end of the year? What if we get rid of some of our rid of our some of our senior resources? How much does it cost if we put in junior resources to do the easy scope for the rest of the year? And they still want those answers. But right. if you don't have that budget calculated, you can't you can't provide that information for them. So you still need to be able to do it. Yeah, there is that that you're you're saying that what ifing. If you if you've got yeah. the financial almost like a you know a financial model that you can then do that what ifing and say okay yeah if we get rid of our you know move out our our senior engineers onto something else and bring in some intermediate or junior here's the effect on the overall budget. So it, it's that financial literacy and also that willingness to do it. The the you know, I, I go back to if you have to outsource this all the time, you know, things are so quick in business. You know, like, you know, we're trying to be, you know, small, a, a agile. Uh, if you have to outsource this to somebody else and explain requirements to say, you know, on that Excel spreadsheet, I want to do this, this, and this, it, you don't get the turnaround time. So that's where, I, you know, I, my, my mind is, uh, you know, literacy, some level of literacy in Excel, as a, an example, is is fundamental. And even, yes. you know, I know you're a SharePoint, you know, fan as well. That's a, that may be another one to add to the list. Yeah. I, and the reason I say SharePoint is because it, it doesn't have to be SharePoint, but SharePoint-like. Right. Um, yeah. You can have your calendar in there. You can have your announcements. But more importantly, you can put, uh, if you're still creating artifacts in, in um, Office products, it gives you that repository you can have some libraries with with revision control turned on some of them turned off you can define rules for um uh, uh versioning you can define workflows to sign off documents you can do some really cool things um and, and that's you know in this day and age everybody's working remotely um hey you're working off your desktop why not just check out that document and work right off the server and then if god forbid he get hit by a bus uh, whoever runs that site can check that document and we can see all of your changes. Right. Um, so I, I think that's important. Otherwise, if you just give them a shared network drive and say, have at it, uh, you'll never be able to find anything. And I see that so often um, that that as a PM, you might just, the team just has a network drive and they're creating endless directories and you can, you know, in six months time, hey, where was that document? Well, I don't know, it's somewhere in this mess. Right. Um, SharePoint allows you to structure it a little better. You can still get in that same mess, but you can also add right. um, metadata to things. And and, um, and then Confluence is the next step up. If, if you know Confluence and the team has access to that, you're actually creating content online. You're not even uploading documents anymore. You're basically creating a, a wiki site for your project, right. which is, or, or product, depending on what you're, you're, um, you're doing. Yeah, no, it sounds yeah. interesting. And then that uh, what we that that may be a discussion for another another. Yeah, another, yeah. Have, have you back <laughs> talk with them? But anyways, with that, it's been a, a pleasure uh, talking to you, Matthew. This has been, you know, an interesting journey through agile and waterfall, and it is it is an ongoing. You know, I think many organizations, probably all organizations that are using agile to some point are, are wrestling with this. So it's been a, a great discussion with you on some of the issues and, and approaches to take. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Dave. It was a pleasure chatting with you as usual. And uh, yeah, I'd love to come back and chat more sometime. Yeah, sounds good. Take care. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Matthew Black. Matthew talked a great deal about the worlds of Agile and Waterfall projects, 
and demonstrated some of the issues and factors that should be considered. There are also a mention of a number of technical tools, including SharePoint, Jira, Confluence, and of course Excel. Matthew has found these tools to be very helpful. If you like this series of discussions, please consider following Understanding Projects on your favorite podcast player or subscribing on YouTube.